Hey everybody, welcome to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast, dedicated to raising awareness, sharing IBD stories, and offering support for those with Crohn's and colitis. Together, we can share knowledge, experiences, and help show the world the many faces of IBD. Well, hi everyone. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Crohn's warrior since 2006 and lifelong fitness fanatic. My guest today is Kira Munnelly, who is diagnosed with Crohn's disease at the age of 24. You'll recognize her as at Kira Crohn's Fitness on Instagram, where she's raising awareness for IBD and showing how pursuing fitness and sharing her passion is helping her live her best life and improving her health. She's here to share her journey with Crohn's, tips and tricks for managing flares, and how she balances life with IBD. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kira, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So as I like to do with all of my guests, let's go ahead and just jump right in. And why don't you start by sharing your own Crohn's story when you had your first flare and how your diagnosis came about? Okay. Um, Mine is probably a little bit different to most because I see a lot of people have had very bad flares and surgery along the way. So I've been relatively lucky in this sense, I suppose, um, if you want to put it that way. Um, but I I had been having symptoms for quite a while. I can't remember. I'm very bad with memory. The, the years, I can't remember. But um, I've been having symptoms for a while. Um, I thought I had IBS, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And in 2010, I had a car crash. And... The aftermath of the car crash was lots of aches and pains and I had injury from the car crash. Everything was fine, thankfully, but I had injury from the car Mm -hmm. crash. Um, My stomach flared up massively and I had like constant headaches and fatigue and forgetfulness. Um, But I put everything down to the car crash. I thought all the symptoms Mm -hmm. was just a repercussion of that. And so for the next couple of years, I was just kind of, I guess, coming back from that and just trying to live my life. And then I realized that it was more so stomach symptoms. So I had diarrhea, I had bloating, I had cramping, you name it, I had it more than the rest mm-hmm. of them. Um, but so I went and I got checked out and got diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 2012, I think it was. Um, so that's kind of how it came about. I, I had a, I had a, Flare, but compared to others, it's a little bit different. I wasn't. I was still able to work. I was still able to exercise, but I suffered massively with mm-hmm. fatigue. Had you ever heard of Crohn's before? I had because I knew one person who had it, but I didn't understand it. I just knew mm-hmm. it existed. Um, I didn't know the ins and outs of it. I didn't understand it. I just knew it was in my head. It was to do with going to the toilet. Um, I think that's yeah. what, that's the only thing everybody knows if they hear Crohn's. They don't realize the rest of the symptoms. Yeah, I think you're right about that. What were some of the first courses of treatments that the doctors had started you on? So I was pretty lucky because um, the first course worked for me. So I, I, I think mm-hmm. out of anybody that I have come across and connected with, I think I'm one of the only people that that's happened to that I've come across. 
Um, so I was pretty lucky. I went and when I got diagnosed, um, the doctor doctor told me I was going to be on medication for the rest of my life and I was going to have to manage it with food and diet. And I was so happy because um, I knew I wasn't insane. I knew that there was actually something wrong with me and it could be helped and managed. Um, so she put me on steroids um, just to help with any swelling and whatnot. And then she put me on azathioprine. So Imuran is the brand name that I take with azathioprine is the drug. Um, and so for the first couple of months, I had to get monitored every week, every two weeks, every three weeks um, for, I think, three or four months um, to get blood mm-hmm. tests done. Um, and thankfully, I reacted well to it. Not a lot of people do. I know a lot of people who react badly to it and they have to come off it. Um, mm-hmm. So it worked for me. Um, and I've been on that since. So I was lucky in that and, sense. And so you're just taking that as a, the, as a thioprene and taking that continuously? Yeah. So I have been taking that since, because I don't know, maybe 2013 sometime. Um, mm-hmm. But it's... it's uh, a highly toxic drug so it's it's used yes. it's used for a lot of different things um and i don't particularly like taking it because there's a lot of side effects um but thankfully it has worked Crohn's wise it has worked wonders for me and it's just i'm a new person with it kind of thing so i'm i I'm kind of yes. afraid to come off it i think at this stage yeah it's fantastic that it's working and it's continued to work so well for you you mentioned that your doctor had talked about saying you were going to have to be on lifelong medications, change your diet and fitness. Did she or he, depending on what your doctor was, give you any advice on diet and what to do from here on out? No. Um, and actually listening to your podcast and all the people that I've talked to over the last while since I've started my Instagram page, um, everybody seems to be the same, which is bizarre to me when you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't, they, no, she is a woman, she, and she's a lovely woman, she just told me that I was going to be taking medication and um, I was going to have to help with my diet kind of thing. Um, but she didn't tell me anything else. Kind of a go figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't ask. And I think that's like, at the time, I was like, oh, God, I've got Crohn's disease. What does this mean? And I, so I was trying to process that. I also had my <laughs> I had my mother beside me crying because she was horrified mm-hmm. that I was going to have lifelong medication and whatnot. I was happy because I had an answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I know the feeling. She, feeling. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, finally, there's, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I think that was kind of it. Um, but yeah, no, so, she didn't tell me. So what kind of food journey did you have after that? Did you start trying to adjust your diet or did you start trying to identify trigger foods or safe foods? I think previous previous to being diagnosed, I thought I had IBS. Um, and I, how would I put this? I kind of rebelled against it because I was also in my mm-hmm. early 20s. I liked going out for the social drinks, I liked having the mm-hmm. takeaways and all that. Um, so I kind of rebelled and I was like, no, this is not going to stop me. I'll eat and drink what I want. Because of course I was also young and foolish <laughs> at the time. But um, it didn't work, funnily enough. 
and I was constantly sick with it. So I, previous to being diagnosed, I had tried to cut out quite a lot of things. My diet was quite bland. It was just very plain food, no sauces, no spices, that kind of thing. Um, so then when I was diagnosed, I just continued on with that. Um, I did go once. Now that I think about it, it sounds a bit weird that it was only once, but I did go once to a dietitian. Um, and she, you know, she got me to do a food diary and she pointed out a few little things here and there that, that weren't, I shouldn't be having. So I cut out all them things and then I, she never brought me back again. So, and again, I didn't know that I, I didn't know that I should be asking to go back at the time. Of course I know now. Um, mm-hmm. but so I kind of just, um, it was a trial and error, I guess. So I, I tried lots of things and some things worked and some things didn't. I literally just, I was afraid of fear of food as well. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people are like that as well. The fear of the what if. Yes, I know I definitely am. And I just spoke with someone, actually it comes up a lot, but quite a few people with IBD have that same fear of food where you just get to the point that you don't want to eat anything because you'd rather just be hungry than feel so miserable. Yeah, it's just, it's it's funny. It's, it's like, which one is better? I, I don't know. Should, is it better to yeah. be or is it, is it better to feel sick? I'm, I'm not quite sure, but... Um, yeah, the fear, especially for going out eating, it's, it's very nerve wracking to go out e- eating, even after all these years, I get nervous. And how does your diet look now after going through trying to cut out so many things and having a bland diet? How does your diet look now? Has it evolved over that time? Um, it's, it kind of has and it hasn't. It's mm-hmm. it stayed pretty, pretty much the same because up until the last year or so, I have been quite unwell um and i i've always just felt sick sick and bloated and just constantly some some kind of a feeling nauseous feeling and so i've kind of kept that diet for the whole time so everything i eat is plain it looks it looks boring it doesn't look the the tastiest um no sauces no spices just everything plain um and so I've kept that diet up until recently when I've started to feel a little bit better than I than I did. Um, and now I'm trying a few more things here and there. Still, the fear is is there, but I'm trying. If I know I have the, the time to be sick, which sounds bizarre, but if I know I'm off mm-hmm. tomorrow, then I might try something today. Like, um, so that's it's kind of stay the same, but it's changing at the moment. I can see I can I'm not as afraid. Yeah. So you mentioned you started feeling well about a year ago. Is there anything that changed that you think might have set you on a path of feeling better? Or yeah. is it just luck? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> no, uh-huh. I think it's lifestyle, to be honest. Um, I would put it down to fitness and mindset. Um, I, I turned 30 last year and... Um, mm-hmm. I had a long, long chat with myself and was trying to figure out a few things. Um, you know, I, I need, felt I needed to change some things um, from, you know, job to lifestyle to everything kind of thing. Um, and I think I was in quite a negative place uh, job-wise at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I noticed massively that that can affect my stomach when I'm not feeling well, uh, when I'm anxious or stressed or whatnot and um, so 
I decided to change a few things and one of them was fitness as well um mm -hmm. so for the last year I have I started um CrossFit last year and I kind of put it down to that to be honest because bit by bit over the last year my body has been getting stronger and my mind has also been getting stronger because of it I've become more positive um I just in general I feel better I feel like a new person mm -hmm. compared to this time last year had you been an active person before or was this just kind of completely off the wall and you thought I'm gonna choose CrossFit and just go for it I was very active in school um, I loved sports. I was always doing something in school. And then I went to college and I forgot about all that for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then before I got a chance to go back into anything, I got hit with the, the Crohn's. Um, but uh, maybe about three years ago, I, I started playing rugby <laughs> randomly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I started playing rugby and that kind of, it, I wanted to, I wasn't as fit or as strong or as fast as some of the girls on the pitch. Um, I started doing it for a challenge more so than anything because I was fed up of feeling sad and sick and miserable. Um, and so when I could see what everybody else was able to do, I wanted to be able to do more. Um, and then the reason I ended up doing, I didn't even know what CrossFit was. Um, I just mm -hmm. I was looking for something to get me stronger and fitter for rugby and um, somebody said oh you know you should try CrossFit and so I said all right okay I had no idea what I was getting myself into all I knew was it was mm -hmm. a gym it was a gym workout and there was probably going to be weights and I didn't really want to do weights to be honest um, but I was like, sure I'd give it a go and that's how it started I went in and I keep going back every week since <laughs> I love it um, that's so, awesome yeah. yeah what were some of the things you started noticing after you incorporated CrossFit into your life um, just kind of energy wise or feeling better what were those things that you started noticing sleep sleep oh. <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. that is a big thing <laughs> um, for years I don't know about you or other people but for years I couldn't sleep properly um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, and and Obviously, with IBD, you're pretty exhausted uh, generally on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and so I would be awake at all hours um, in pain um, because I couldn't sleep or I couldn't sleep because I was in pain or, you know, that doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, and so then obviously throughout the day, I wasn't able to function properly um, because I was tired and I was even more fatigued than I would normally be. So... When I started to get stronger and fitter, um, I noticed, and so I was obviously being more active as well, so I noticed that I was sleeping much better. Um, I now mm -hmm. go to bed and I might have the few minutes or the odd time where I could be lying there for longer than normal. Um, and But I'm, normally I go straight to sleep because I'm tired and I've, my body has, has done a lot more than normal. So it's definitely helped me sleep more. Um, mm -hmm. and aches and pains and uh, my body I used to suffer massive I still do but I used to suffer massively with aches and pains constantly all over from head to toe um, mm -hmm. and I noticed and I think that was one thing that made me keep going back I, the first couple of weeks I would you know after a, a big workout you feel sore the next few days um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
but after a couple of weeks that kind of started to go away and my body started to get stronger and used to it um and in general the aches and pains weren't as bad as they had been and bit by bit over the last year they've kind of gone further and further away so them two things are are massive for me and i made it to live my life better you know so yeah, yeah definitely so if anything that's that's a plus for me it is and do you still play rugby I did up until the season finished before the summer, mm-hmm. um, and then I, 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 I'm, I suppose we want to put it this way. I'm addicted to CrossFit now, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of, I don't necessarily want to play right this second. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I live in Ireland, and it's pretty wet. I live in the west of Ireland, so it's even wetter than other places. It's wet and cold at the moment, uh, going into the winter time. So. And that's another reason I didn't want to go playing rugby this year. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm giving CrossFit um this year kind of thing and I'll probably go back to rugby maybe next year and do both. But yeah. That's great. So you mentioned you started doing lifestyle changes. The fitness, the CrossFit was definitely one. Were there other things that you started doing in the past year that's helped you to feel better than you have before? Um I don't know would you necessarily put it as mindset change, but that's the only mm-hmm. way I can describe it. Um, so this time last year, actually, we we moved. So I was working in a in a job. So I, I'm a pharmacy manager and I was working in a very big company, um, a big shop, and it was very mm-hmm. hectic. Um, there was a lot of negativity around um it's also a lot of positive stuff, but there was a lot of negativity around it. It was very stressful. Um, and so I thought to myself, you know, that my life is more important than this kind of thing. Um, so I ended up finding a job that was less stressful, um, that was, you know, more positive kind of thing and not as hectic. Um, and that has helped greatly as well, because I think I was I was trying to live up to what everybody else was doing um, because mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like to let the Crohn's stop me. It stopped me for a long time. Um, yeah, but yeah. I was finding it hard to function in, in my last job because of all that was going on. Um, and that and that has made a massive change in my life. But that also, and just mindset in general, I'm trying to work on that and be more positive and look at the brighter side. And unless it's very, very bad, there's no point in stressing mm-hmm. about it kind of thing because I was very stressy previously. Um, and in turn, my gut, my gut would feel it. So if I got stressed, I would be straight to the bathroom. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything because I'd be so stressed out and it would affect me that way. Yeah, it's interesting because I think the more I talk with people, I know for myself, stress is a huge trigger. And the more I talk with other people with IBD, it almost seems like stress is just as much of a trigger or even more than a trigger than food might even be and it really is powerful i think so i saw something recently so i actually um talked to my consultant about this um and i i was suffering from um cold sores um Mm -hmm. i'd never gotten one up until maybe two or three years ago i didn't uh, one Mm -hmm. morning i woke up i Obviously, I knew what a cold sore looked like, but I didn't know what it was because I had never suffered from it. Um, and it got very bad. I was also in this 
particularly stressful job at the time. It got very bad. And um, I w- next time I went to my consultant, I talked to her about it. And I said, you know, would it be to do with stress or would it be to do with X, Y and Z or whatever? And she said, no, no, it's nothing to do with any of that. It's, just, it's basically going to have to put up with it. It's just part and parcel of the Crohn's and the immune system and whatnot. But mm-hmm. and of course, the, a lot of doctors are all about the medical side of things. They don't they don't agree that it can be anything else um which is is okay but um so i noticed yeah. from that um going to a less stressful job um positive mind different things like that 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 has stopped now um and then in terms of with my with my gut um if i get if i get panicked or if i you know if i'm going somewhere and i'm panicked about it or if something in my life is going on and i'm stressed about it instantly i start to feel sick um, it's like a mm-hmm. psychosomatic kind of thing. They're both connected. Um, and recently yeah, I was watching, yeah. yeah, recently I was watching um, uh, this lady on Instagram's stories. I can't remember her name, but um, she was a, she's a doctor. And she was talking about um, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's. And she was saying that a lot of people suffer from that as well, that they're stressed or they're panicked or they're anxious, whatever it may be. And in turn, they make themselves feel sick, not on purpose, obviously, but that this all connected. Yeah. And so I was like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew because I, I thought I thought, God, it must be me, you know, but it's not. It's, it, they're totally connected. You just you don't realize it. It is, it is what you're doing to yourself, I guess. It's kind of a bad downward spiral where you feel sick and then you become anxious and stressed about it, which then makes the disease worse, which then makes you more stressed and more anxious, which then makes the yeah. disease even worse. <laughs> it's very hard not to be stressed. Cause even when I'm going, you know, if I'm going somewhere for the day and I know I know I'm not going to be able to be near a toilet, um, that panics me. Mm-hmm. And so for the week leading up to that, I'm making sure my food is fine and making sure that I'm just making sure I'm doing everything on point that I should be doing so that there should be no reason for me to be sick. And then in turn, obviously, I'm trying not to think about it, but in turn, I'm thinking about it. And just before I have to leave, I always get a, a panic like and I have to run to the toilet about 20 times because I'm afraid and I'm nervous, mm-hmm. but it's totally connected to your mind. And if I could just figure out how to not not be worried about that, that would be great. <laughs> You'll have the secret that all of us are looking for. <laughs> I'll let you know when I find it. <laughs> so are there other things that you do to help control your stress? You've obviously changed careers, which can be a huge benefit to controlling stress. And you've mentioned a positive mind. Do you keep a gratitude journal or take time for yourself on a daily basis, kind of that self-care. Do you do anything like that to help control stress? Um, up until about three weeks ago, I did not keep a journal. Um, mm-hmm. But I started and, oh my God, I can't believe what, like, it's a great feeling. Um, some Like, I've often yeah. seen people yeah. talking about it and recommending it and I thought, oh, well, I'm not, I don't need to do that, you know, that's that's not for me or good for them, but I don't think that would work for me. And um, somebody's mentioned it recently, um, 
you should try this. And I was like, God, I don't know. Like, what am I going to write about? What am I, I know it's obviously I'm talking to myself, but what am I going to talk about? And God, I feel so mm-hmm. silly. And they were just like, just write what you're feeling. Because at that time, I was um, just finishing up a course and there was a lot going on. Um, and so I was quite stressed. Um, and so I thought, all right, well, sure, what have I got to lose? So I just started writing. Um, it's actually sitting here right in front of me, but I just started writing and, oh my God, it was like just a relief. It was a relief of everything that I had been thinking about and worrying about, even if I was happy about it or worrying about it, whatever it was, it was like a release. And I was, it was just before I went to bed the first night and I got into bed and I was just like, ah, that, that was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, I have started keeping one, but only in the last few weeks. And I can't believe how great I felt afterwards because I really thought it wasn't for me. Um, I just, what, I didn't think it would be my thing, but now this bad boy comes everywhere with me. <laughs> That's fantastic. And do you write any particular time of day or just when the mood hits you, you just pull it out and write daily? Just whenever. Daily. Yeah, no, I haven't actually done it in the last couple of days. I've been quite busy. Um, mm-hmm. But no, just, just whenever. Um, I've had a, a lot going on, so I just I found it a great way to release, and not even it's just silly little thoughts and feelings. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. at any time of the day or night, that it, it, I feel like a kind of thing. So it's, I just keep it beside me, so um, I can just do it whenever. So it's, it's actually quite nice. You should try it if you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. I've start. I have been a little bit. I've started to, and I really enjoy it. And it's amazing the more research and the more people are talking about just how much of the mind body connection really does exist and just just the way that stress has so much impact on IBD and gratitude can change our mindset it's i think there's a lot we still don't fully understand how it works but it really is powerful and just being able to write down some thoughts and have that release like you're talking about is pretty incredible to have yeah, I think there's um there's a like a particular jeepers, what's the the word I'm looking for? There's um a stigma around it if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Where yeah. it's like, oh, you know, it's like a new age thing, isn't it? You know, where we're trying meditation mm-hmm. and we're trying new lifestyle changes and now we're all journaling and it's like a lot of people think it's all silly, but it actually works. <laughs> So yeah, it, it, does, if it works, does. If it works for you, why not? You know, exactly. Especially when it's so easy to implement and just take a pen and paper and start writing down some thoughts. Yeah, and I mean, I hope nobody. I was going to say nobody's going to see it except you. I certainly hope nobody's going to see yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. Now, now everybody knows they're if they're listening to this. It exists. I'll have to, I'll have to hide it. <laughs> Exactly. So let's talk about flares and fatigue a little bit, because I know you've certainly had your fair share of bad days with Crohn's having IBD. So, and I, I know you've mentioned fatigue being one of your biggest hurdles. So how do you deal with fatigue? And are there different things that you've found that really help you get through the bad days and to get back to a place where you're feeling good? Yeah. Um, well, like I say, said earlier, I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that 
my my players are not as bad as a lot of people's um and they've never really stopped me from working or different things like that however they're still quite difficult for me mm-hmm. they're quite difficult day to day um and so the big thing for me is fatigue um obviously i have my stomach issues um and all of that as well and that's high up there but fatigue is massive for me and i have to say in since i've been consistent with fitness um and food as well but since i've been consistent with fitness i don't feel it as much as i did um i found it very difficult because i used to <clears throat> i suffered quite a lot with brain fog as well um mm-hmm. that's another that's another thing the doctors that i've come across don't believe exists um but anyways i suffer a lot with brain fog whereas i'm standing here talking to you and i i have like nearly an outer body experience and i'm just looking at you with blankly thinking what is she talking about um and that would happen to me quite frequently um and it, mm-hmm. it also would happen in work and it would make me look quite incompetent in work um that i didn't know what i was doing or i wasn't prepared or whatever but it wasn't any of that it was just my brain genuinely would would stop working i guess that just the fog would take over um but and so that would also come from the fatigue and as i said mm-hmm. i i used to find it quite hard sleeping so it's like a you know there it doesn't you're you're exhausted but you can't sleep um so it's yeah, quite difficult yeah. but i have to say fitness fitness has really helped me it's it's changed quite a lot i still get fatigue um and i still suffer on a daily basis but not like i used to like i i find it quite difficult to even function you know um yeah whereas now i feel like a totally different person and i feel like i'm i'm kind of coming out the other side of it if you want to put it that way i can see mm-hmm. i can see that it's it's going to get better and it's going to continue if i continue doing the things that help me um so yeah and does that affect your mindset at all like when you feel fatigued and you're looking at you've got a cross a big crossfit workout that day but you're feeling fatigued do you kind of look at it in the sense that if i can get through the workout and make sure i do it every day then i know it's going to help me feel better in the end yeah it's actually i had a question about that recently from somebody on my instagram page um they were asking how they obviously suffer from fatigue as well and they were asking how do you push yourself to go and work out and what happens with me is that i find so i i could go to work <clears throat> i work full time and i normally work out in the evenings um it's the only time i can have but what happens mm-hmm. often is i've had a I've had a busy day or a stressful day and i'm i'm fatigued and i'm just exhausted but sometimes i think you can allow that to take over and that can control your mind if that makes sense mm-hmm. um whereas you know i mean you know your body at the end of the day more better than anybody obviously but like you know how you feel and some days i'm exhausted and i'm like god i don't want to do this or the thoughts of doing this mm-hmm. but i know that i can do it i just have to actually put my foot inside that door and then once i'm there i forget about it i'm in it i can't but do the workout i have to do it if somebody's shouting at me to keep going and <laughs> you know i'm looking mm-hmm. at everybody else doing their workout and i'm thinking well if she can do that i can do it and and you push through and then all of a sudden you've forgotten about the fatigue 
and you yeah. feel amazing because you've achieved something. Whereas the, the days where you don't do that and you allow the fatigue to take over, you feel even worse, I think. Like I could, now don't get me wrong, there are days where I, I allow it to take over because some days are just worse than others. Yeah. But like I was saying to that girl, you have to listen to your body, not your mind. And um, mm-hmm. I find if I'm listening to my mind, I would never do anything. I like, I would just give in. And mm-hmm. whereas if I listen to my body, I know whether I, deep down, I know whether I can do it or not. And some days I just, I'm tired and I can't, and I'll just go to bed early and that's that. And then the days I know that I could have done it and I have given in, I'm annoyed at myself and I feel worse and I feel yeah. more tired and I haven't got my workout in and it's kind of, it all goes downhill that day, you know? So I think yeah. for me, I just have to listen to my body. And if my body is saying no, then I'll go with that. And if it's my mind that's saying no, then I try and just forget about it and just put my foot in that door. And then once I'm there, mm-hmm. I feel amazing. I love that distinction that you made of listen to your body and not your mind, because it is so easy for us to get into our own heads and just think, I'm just going to to heck with it. I'm just going to not do anything. When we know deep down that our body could have handled it if we would have just not been sulking around and feeling bad sulking, for ourselves, yes. so to speak. That's, that's exactly it. You sulking. Um, and you're feeling sorry for yourself because that's what I did for so long. Mm-hmm. Like I would go to work and I'd come home and I'd be sad and miserable and just feeling so sorry for myself because God, why did I have to be the one that this was thrown on? And mm-hmm. why am I? I'm sitting here and I'm sore and I'm sick and I can't even have a piece of chocolate and <laughs> different mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I can't do the things that everybody else does. But I mean, it, it's on yeah. you at the end of the day. And for sure, some people are in a position where they cannot do anything at the moment. And obviously, that's totally different. But in my position, it was totally about me and my mindset and. Thankfully, I managed to change that around for the better. And I would imagine the CrossFit is another benefit in the sense that it gets you out of the house and it puts you into a new environment where once you get there, you feel that energy and you're surrounded by people who are there to do the same thing. and, And that in itself can be invigorating and motivating as well. Oh, yeah. The... The CrossFit community, I think, is a massive thing. And I would never have understood it until I was in it. Um, you go there and you see your friends and you just you're chatting about different things, mostly to do with working out, but you're you both you're all in the same frame of mind and you want to better yourselves and you know, even down to food and you know, we could be talking about how I did this and okay, well maybe if you did it mm-hmm. like that then I should do it like this and helping each other and everybody is egging each other on behind like you know if I'm finding something hard to do somebody is there behind me pushing me on um and I I've traveled to different CrossFit places over the last year or so while I'm on holidays and and um it seems to be the case everywhere you go it seems to be just in general there's a CrossFit community and it's just like-minded people that want to see you do better and want to support you um and that's that's another reason that I love going because you get to see your friends and, you know, you get to have the, the crack and laugh with them. It just makes mm-hmm. you feel better in general. I went in recently um, 
one day I can't remember what happened but one particular day I went in I was got I, I wasn't in a good frame of mind going in there I can't remember what happened but I had had a very very bad day and and I was like god I just don't want to be here I was I was angry I was sick I was tired everything was going through I was going through all the emotions and I walked in and of course nobody knew that that had happened and um I started talking to somebody and as they were going through so I was in there five minutes and as they were going through the Mm -hmm. workout of what was going to be done today I started thinking to myself oh my god I was there laughing and smiling and I was I was thinking well that's thank god I came here because I was I was a totally different person five minutes ago and that would have continued for the rest of the day and I hadn't even started my workout but it was just meeting people Mm -hmm. and having a laugh with them that that had helped me that was before the workout itself so I think it's it's great to find people like that if you can. It is. It definitely is. So, and speaking of places to go, because you mentioned you can find CrossFit pretty much anywhere you go, you made a big announcement on your Instagram stories a couple, I think yesterday or the day before, you actually announced you were moving to Thailand and you're about to embark on a new adventure. Do you want to share a little bit here about what you're going to be doing and your decision for doing that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I was very nervous putting that up, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. it's, even though I have an Instagram page, um, I, I still, it's, it's still not normal for me to share every little detail of my life with people and to talk about the intimate decisions and things that are going on with me. Um, so mm-hmm. I was quite nervous putting that up and the amount of support I got was amazing afterwards but um so yeah I as I said to you earlier I had a long chat with myself when I hit hit 30 last year about where I wanted to go um from Crohn's to uh, lifestyle everything like job everything Mm -hmm. um and I decided I wasn't happy in doing what I was doing um and I realized that it was only me that could change that because I had spent so long I think the crones allowed me, like I allowed, sorry, I allowed the crones to take over mm-hmm. and I allowed the crones to rule my life and poor, poor me, I feel sick and all this. And, and in turn, that just completely took over every aspect of my life. I didn't realize it, but so when I was thinking about it all, I realized what had happened and I thought there has to be more to life than this. And I don't want, I don't want to be living like this. What a waste I was thinking. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I have done, like I said to you, I've done a series of things over the last year to try and, you know, make my life better and just to change things just to see. Um, one thing I've also tried to change is my career. So I decided Mm -hmm. that I wanted to become a personal trainer and go into the fitness industry. Um, because I realized that, not I realized I knew it all along. I... Mm-hmm. liked my job but I didn't love my job um and that was something I felt is important I we all uh, and how many people do you know that are miserable in their jobs um and so many yeah and they just do it just because I mean that's just what what life is about you know you go to work you come home from work and you give out about work and mm-hmm. you're, you're miserable and so I decided that I did not want to be like that um so I started doing a personal trainer's course last year and then ended up doing CrossFit. Um, 
and just bit by bit different things have been going on like that over the year um and as i said my mindset has changed massively so one thing that i wanted to do was obviously to change my career but i also um had spotted along the way that there was a there's a place in thailand um called mm-hmm. unit 27 that you can go and train crossfit and you can work out every day all day every day if you want to do it um and I don't know why, but it's stuck with me throughout the whole year. It's mm-hmm. stuck with me and, and I keep going back to it. And I, I remember initially thinking, oh, that would be amazing to go on a holiday and to do that and, you know, mm-hmm. meet like-minded people and to get fit and in turn mentally stronger and, and whatnot. And I thought, well, sure, I couldn't do that. Firstly, I can't afford to do that. Secondly, how could I leave my job for that long to do it? Um and all of them little things, you know, the 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 devil on your shoulder telling you you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so I kind of forgot about it. But every now and then I'd see it coming up. Um, and then I just decided, screw it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what pushed me, but yeah. So I I handed in my notice in work. Um and I decided that I'm going to go. For, I'm going to start with two months, and then who knows what's going to happen after that. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. So in a couple of weeks, I am going to Thailand, and mm-hmm. I'm going to. All I know right now is that I'm going to train. So, um, I'll probably do it. I I don't know. Would it be twice a day or uh, like mm-hmm. every day during the week? Or I don't know what exactly I'm going to be doing, but I'm going to train, um, and then whatever comes along will come along, I guess. So I now am currently sitting in my pajamas because I have no um, I have no <laughs> I have no job, and it's it's a it's three o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, you won't be doing that in Thailand. <laughs> So yeah, so that's the plan. In a few weeks, I'm I'm gonna hop on a plane. Um, very afraid, very nervous. Um, mm-hmm. but we'll see what happens. I guess. I think I think that's so incredible, and I love that for whatever kind of clicked or whatever it was that made you realize you needed to stop saying that you can't do it, and that this was something that you needed to do to just go ahead and take the risk and go after life. I think in your story, you were talking about, you know, you didn't want to have the regrets of not doing it. And it was the perfect time to just do it. And why, why not do it? I think that something is always going to be in your way. Um, and there's always going to be obstacles, good or bad. And for me, I have allowed them obstacles to get in my way for many years and like I said, I allowed it to take over and I allowed it to become the reason I wasn't happy. And I made excuses for that. But I think you have to just forget about those obstacles and just go with it. And who knows what will happen for any of us t- t- tomorrow, you know, life is short. So I guess yeah. I guess we have to back ourselves. And deep down, we know what's right and what's not right and what we want and what we don't want. And we just have to listen to like I said, listen to the body, listen to the gut. <laughs> what are your, some of your plans as you get ready to embark on this big journey with how you're going to handle Crohn's? Are you having to pre-plan with taking your medications or finding 
doctors in Thailand? What are some of the logistics that maybe you've kind of been looking at doing and are there certain things you're doing to prepare for that? Um, yes, I've definitely been prepared or have been preparing. Um, I actually had a colonoscopy last week um, because I wanted mm -hmm. to get check checked out before I went. Um, and I was hoping to be coming off my medication um, because I thought, well, that would be much easier if I could do that. However, I was very fearful of coming off it also. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, my doctor told me she didn't want me to come off it after having a look at things. She reckoned that it was better to stay on it, so which is probably a good thing. But what we've decided yeah. to do is just stay on it for the next while and see what happens. So I have, <laughs> I have stocked up for a, I have a couple of months worth of medication, mm -hmm. um, and I'm just I have too much medication to be honest, which is what <laughs> which is what I would rather have. So I've stocked up on my meds and all the just in case, you know, just in case there's diarrhea or just in case I get dehydrated or mm -hmm. all these different things. Um, I have them all there ready and waiting. Um, and at least if I don't need them, then that's fine. But if, what if I need them and I'm in somewhere I don't know and in a different language and like apart from the cost, I don't know what it would cost, but I don't want to be panicked mm -hmm. or anxious about the what ifs. So it's all there yeah. and I'm going to have it in my bag. And if I don't use it, then that's amazing. And if I do use it, at least it's there. So that and that and I'll be bringing some toilet roll with me just in case. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I always have some in my purse, <laughs> tissue, something, anything. <laughs> hey, you know, there's no point in lying about it. It is Crohn's disease after all. So <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I have to preface things on posts I do. It's like, Hey, sorry, this is Crohn's and there's no way to not talk about some of these things. <laughs> so tell me, talking about Crohn's, IBD here, what was it that compelled you to start sharing your own Crohn's journey on Instagram? Um, I think that my main reason was because, first of all, I didn't know how many people were on Instagram with Crohn's. And it wasn't mm -hmm. until I went on, I had set up my page and started meeting people like you um, and connecting with them. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know. Um, but initially, mm -hmm. my reason was because I didn't think there was many people out there that were putting their story out there and that were just talking about it and being open and honest. Um, and I thought, so for a long time, I, I had been sad and in pain and just sick and I thought I was the only one and I felt very isolated which obviously is not true but that's the way I felt mm -hmm. um especially at the beginning as a young adult um your life and you also live in a small town too correct yeah yeah um so and probably just feeling the isolation a little more oh yeah for sure um I as I said, I, I initially knew one person, but she actually is very different to me because that's the thing about Crohn's or IBD. Mm -hmm. Everybody suffers in a different way and she suffers completely different to, to, to mm -hmm. what I do. And um, so it was hard for us to relate to each other in that sense, but also good to relate. But um, so I 
I I feel like if I had somebody talking about it openly or if I could have connected with somebody um openly then I would have seen the light a lot sooner than I did um mm-hmm. for years I just sat on the couch being miserable um and wasted my life because I just felt sorry for myself for being so sick all the time um whereas when I started to feel better I started to then want to do more and feel the benefits more in general um and I wanted to tell people about that I guess and I wanted to help somebody so my initial thing was if I can help one person then it will have made it all worthwhile then me putting myself out there and being embarrassed and whatnot then it will be worth it because I'll have to help one person um and so that's why I so I set it up and also uh, as um as somebody who's into fitness I at the time when I was in the height of the Crohn's I didn't think I would ever be able to work out or do the things I'm or even Mm -hmm. play rugby or do the things I'm doing right now because I thought my body was broken I thought that I wasn't capable of doing it um and so if I had known that I could back then I think I would have pushed myself more um so that's why I set up my page I want I I wanted to kind of speak to somebody like me I guess I uh, I totally understand and it's it's amazing and I know you've certainly helped more than one person so it's it's been so much fun to watch your journey see you go through just your fitness journey and everything that you share so you're doing amazing stuff just helping to raise awareness and sharing your story thank you but it's actually I'm sure you've you probably feel the same uh, from setting up your page but it's actually helped me greatly I didn't think I didn't that wasn't why I set it up but I have been connected with so many amazing people across the world Mm um who some people don't have Crohn's or IBD some people are just into fitness or some people have Crohn's but are not into fitness and there's so many different types of people but all around the world um and they message me and they tell me their story and ask me questions and in turn Mm -hmm. they're helping me I think um and it's amazing and I I just it's such a positive thing I never thought that it would be anything like this um so it's it's been a it's been an amazing journey over the as I think I'm about nine months into having my page um and I and it's way way more positive than I ever thought it would be um so I'm so happy for that what do you think has been the most surprising thing for you about this journey, about sharing your story on Instagram and starting this, um, being part of the awareness of that, you know, of IBD? What's been the most surprising thing for you? Um, the support, just the support I have gotten off people. Um, it's mm-hmm. just, it's amazing. Um, and there's so many good people in the world. And I think there's so much negativity in the world that we we don't look at the positives as much as we should um Mm -hmm. and sometimes I put out things and I think oh this is silly you know it it won't matter Mm -hmm. um and but then people come back to me and they're like oh my god I felt that too or you know I didn't I thought I was the only one or but so little things like that um Mm -hmm. it's it's really cool because you're connecting with these people like I put 
last week I put up and I was so embarrassed and nervous about putting it up but then I thought oh feck it I put up um, <laughs> the story of how I was going through my colonoscopy prep um, and my phone went berserk it was it was hopping all day because people had mm -hmm. been there and they had done the same thing or some people were about to embark on that journey and they were nervous and just different things um, so I think it's so much more positive than I ever thought it would be. I thought there was a lot of negatives surrounding social media um, as, and I never realized that actually the most, most people out there are, are good and I'm now connecting yes. with a lot of them and it's just, it's, an, it's been amazing, I have to say. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. And I think, I think the more that people like you are able to share certain things where even though at the time you might be like, oh, I don't know if I want to share this, it's embarrassing or whatnot, but you do it and then you get that support in return. But I think it also encourages other people to be brave enough to start sharing those things of their journey. And it just creates this whole movement of people being more open to talking about it and sharing these things. So I think it's, it's definitely a win-win in that sense. Absolutely. I actually totally agree. A lot of people have come back to me, even with small little things that I thought were silly, they've come back and said, actually, now I've started talking about it or now I've done such mm -hmm. and such a thing. And that is that's bizarre to me that people are doing that because I have said something that I didn't think meant that much, but to some, some people it's the little things, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and everybody mm -hmm. is different in their, their day-to-day -day battles and what they need as well. You know, every, you know, exactly. your, your, what you're looking for and what I'm looking for are totally different things. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I didn't think it would be as it is, but it's, it's cool. Yeah, it is. So has being an advocate, has it shaped your view of life and Crohn's? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I obviously, I just never knew how many people were out there. And also looking at people, like I obviously knew how many people were out there, but I yeah, yeah. see people's stories and, you know, they're all doing different things. Um, different amazing things like and the journeys that people have gone on and it's just it's very promising I think to you know you see that and you think well actually it's okay and it's mm -hmm. going to be okay as long as I keep doing what I'm doing or keep pushing myself um, and following whatever it is that I'm following um, like you see some people and they're at the beginning of their journeys and then you mm -hmm. see some people and they're years into it and they're it's just amazing to see all the different stages of the journeys and how people deal with and how people react and what they have done yeah, to get themselves yeah. in particular places. So it's it's really helped me, I have to say. Um, yeah, and it, yeah. it makes me positive, it makes me feel like positive things are coming as long as we stay positive, you know. I agree. I agree with that. Is there one thing you wish people knew about IBD, but they don't? The one thing I think people think that IBD is all about going to the toilet a lot um, and, you know, um, trying to eat well and all of that. And it's not like that at all. There are so many different things that can happen 
um, or that different ailments that come from IBD, be it fatigue, aches and pains, you know, mm-hmm. chronic headaches. There's so many different things and everybody is different and it's an invisible illness at the end of the day. And I think because people can't see it, they don't realize. Um, so one thing I suppose that I wish people knew is that we're all going through something um, mm-hmm. and we just have to be, I guess, kind of more empathetic and more aware of what people are going through, be it something little or something large. Everybody has something going on. Um, yes. Which, uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but there you go. It does. It does. And such an important thing to remember to just have that empathy and remember that everyone's going through something. Yeah, absolutely. So if people want to keep up with your IBD journey, and I'm sure you're going to keep posting even when you go to Thailand, and I know I'm going to be looking forward to seeing that, but if people want to follow you, tell me where can they find you online? So my my Chrome handle, I was about to say, um, my <laughs> my Instagram handle, it's, it's at Kira Crohn's Fitness. So it's C-I-A-R-A Crohn's Fitness. Um, and that's where I will be posting all my little bits and bobs over the next couple of months. Um, and I would love for people to come along with me and share their stories and just keep supporting me because that's what they've been doing and it's been amazing um mm-hmm. the more the more people along the way the merrier right exactly that's what life is all about it just keep it fun and keep going on the journey absolutely so is there anything that i did not ask that you want to share with the audience today before we wrap up i don't think so i think we have covered quite a lot yeah. <laughs> they're probably covered they're plenty, probably no. <laughs> yeah they're probably fed up of listening to me talking now so i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stop <laughs> I have a tendency to talk too much. Sorry about that. I don't think so. I think you did fantastic. So thank you so much, Kira, for joining me today and sharing your journey. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for you. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have an IBD story, either as a patient or a family member that you'd like to share as a guest on this podcast, or if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send me an email at crohnsfitnessfood at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about me and my Crohn's journey, follow me on Instagram using at crohnsfitnessfood, or visit my blog for in-depth articles about my struggles and victories with Crohn's through diet, fitness, and lifestyle at www.cronesfitnessfood.com. And finally, remember, be strong, be grateful, and be the warrior that you are.